This is the fourth fucking quarantine episode we've done. Uh, I seen, I think. yes. Yeah. Yep. I haven't yep. seen you in a month, bro. Damn. Hey. Yeah, Wait. Fuck. Yeah. No, I thought I had to come over to get something, but no, never mind. Nope. Wow. Wild. The uh, the government shut down. Military state continues. <laughs> 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 yeah. Shit. A month. Fuck. I mean, it's so what? Uh, it feels like so long. Actually. No, because uh, I was talking to someone about this today because someone or well, I was talking to my roommate about this today because someone he knows had to do like a uh, uh, like a two week quarantine thing because they had traveled recently. Mm-hmm. And then he mentioned something about them. And I'm like, whoa, 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 they can't be there. They're in quarantine. He's like, what are you talking about? That was like two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck. How much yeah. time has passed? Yeah. Yeah. There was some some girl that I saw on Instagram that would just came back to and she's like, oh, my two weeks is up. Like, you just got back. What? You got back yesterday. Why are you always lying? No. I thought about actually I'm... cutting my own hair <laughs> again. See, you've done it before. And I was saying the other day that uh, I've, I'm happy I went and got a haircut right before this started. So mm-hmm. I can at least, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be probably a few months, right? So, I mean, it'll be slightly less shitty, but uh, <laughs> desperate times. I cut it for, I want to say three years, dude. Oh, three shit, years hey. straight. Yeah. Oh, you've done so. it a few, enough times. I'd say yeah. your hair looked pretty normal. I got Maybe there's a few photos like, out there twice. where it's like, yeah, looking back, the ratios you, are a little off. But uh, you didn't I saw it full enough. Yeah. Well, I saw a uh, video reposted on Barstool um, where it was like RIP to the guy's uh, guy's hair who's going to suffer some shitty haircuts during this time. And it was like this this one guy's showing this bad haircut he had gotten from who, whether he did it himself or his roommate or whatever. But he's like mm-hmm. spinning around and it's like it's trying to be a fade. So it's like one length, another length, and then like buzzed on the yeah. sides. And yeah. like it's just so bad. <laughs> It's called the fl- yeah. it's the flick. It's the flick of the wrist. That's what you got to get. Oh, okay. Is that the the? It how blends. You get the... Yeah, it blends the layers. Oh, okay. It took That's me about a that. year to learn that. <laughs> we had this. Do you, I've, you and I, you might remember the story, but we have a buddy who likes to, who. Well, this was years ago. I don't know anymore, but he liked to cut his own hair, and it was mm-hmm. at it McEwen back in the McEwen days, and he was going on about one day about how awesome it is to cut your own hair. <laughs> you know, it looks just as good. Uh, you save all this money. You can make it look how you want. And then the next day <laughs> he comes to school wearing this like dumb hat. I'm like, man, what, what happened? To you? Why are you wearing that hat? And he's like, I fucked up my haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're dudes. We can fucking buzz it if it looks oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That reminds me. I have another buddy who... Tried to get his girlfriend to cut his hair the other day. Okay. And she. But Watched the first. It. Oh, yeah. The first uh, go with the shears, she kind of like caught a whatever. So it went right down to the scalp, basically. Nice. <laughs> it was like, fuck. So then they actually did the rest of the haircut. Like, and then she showed a picture, like starting on the other side. And it looked actually not bad. Then it gets to the side, and there's just one spot that's like right down uh... to the wood. Like, oh, no. So he just, he's like, fuck this. So he did the buzz buzz cut. But, uh, yeah. Never had a buzz cut in my life. Really? Yeah, I guess yeah, you have never. it. Now, I, was, I had long hair as a little kid, and now my hair is, like, 
kind of like this for like the last second half of my life, give or take. So <laughs> yeah, I've gone you know, the whole fucking space. gambit, bro. Yeah, you've been all over the map. Yeah, you're the only trying. thing missing for you is like like messiah hair down yeah. to your shoulders. That's what you should find use in the quarantine. Okay, done. <laughs> yeah, instead of buzzing it, just go no haircut, see what you come out looking like. I think that's a couple years, though. Maybe a year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. I mean, I have one friend who had long hair recently, and like there's a really awkward stage between like, yeah, I'd say like fuck. eight to 14 months. You just have to power through, and then mm-hmm. you'll actually have like long hair, and it will look okay, you know? But. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Depends on how long this thing goes. They're saying to July. Well, see, but that's the thing I've heard, too. But at the same time, there's shit out there that's like, um, you, because you can't really, and we've talked about this before, it's not like we can just go back to exactly how it was. It'll have to be a slow easing of it. And Mm. you can't go back to having, like, concerts and music festivals and other mass gatherings tell the world is largely vaccinated right mm. um okay so yeah <laughs> well and then i saw i saw a thing talking about him but it was it was kind of criticizing him but it's also i mean he's not wrong right mm-hmm. i mean in theory eventually that like as long as there's a few people carrying it around it's always kind of a threat right mm-hmm. um like it you know what i mean it, it, i i just don't think it'll be done by then as much as i hate to admit and i wanted to I kind of was in denial at first, but now it's just like, who the fuck knows, right? So yeah, I think everybody was kind of in denial. Fuck, but um, well, like hard at first, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm what I'm hearing, there's something very interesting. Is that supposedly there's an article that came out the other day that 40 percent of people that have gone to donate blood have antibodies against the coronavirus in their blood. So they're thinking that this thing oh. is far more prevalent. But in asymptomatic cases. Well, because that's the thing, too, is um, like because like a coronavirus, like the cold and flu are a coronavirus. Like, Mm -hmm. I know this is obviously way more severe, but because can't you carry around the cold but not be displaying symptoms? I I believe it's all very similar in that regard, too. Right. But I think this is actually like this strain. Mm-hmm. So what they're thinking is that <laughs> at a at a maximal level, they're thinking that this is 50x more prevalent than the numbers actually show. Right, in terms of <clears throat> uh, who actually has it, right? Mm-hmm. So, which is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the thing is like the eventual long-term cure after with vaccination is just that the human genome gets exposed to it and eventually just kind of becomes part of you. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. but that's, that's pretty bonkers though, to think about it. It's 50 X what the actual case numbers are because, well, first of all, asymptomatics aren't going to go get tested. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're not displaying a tremendous amount of symptoms, also probably not going to get tested. And in most cases, you're mm-hmm. not even allowed to get tested. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 fucking crazy to think about, but I think that that's what is really important about this whole social distancing thing is we have to all act like we don't even like we do have it. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. 
because you might be an asymptomatic carrier. I might. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, yeah. And then, yeah, I don't know. So I guess, I don't know. The, 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 going back to the July point though, like, mm -hmm. I feel like that date is kind of thrown around just because things are getting postponed or rolled out now and they mm -hmm. don't want to roll them out on like an indefinite horizon. So they're just going till end of June just because mm -hmm. that's foreseeable enough. You can accurately plan things. You know what I mean? Perhaps. Yeah. I think that they're like, that's the internal government document or whatever that got released. I guess that that's probably what they're going for. I which, no which document actually, I'm not totally familiar. There was, there was a internal government document released at the federal level stating that they're putting it essentially this whole social distancing thing, at least till July where mm -hmm. they're essentially going to have this whole, you know, oh, with, shutdown like basically with their current measures that are implemented, right? Say that again. You sounded really with, robotic there. Oh, with the current measures measures oh, that are still implemented. Sound robotic. <laughs> How about now? You're good. Okay, try that one more time. Sorry. With the current measures that are uh, implemented, mm -hmm. like. Like they're whatever they've rolled out now, keeping it Intel then is that what yeah. you're saying? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Actually, maybe I did read that. I don't know. Yeah, shit. I mean, in theory, like maybe that'd be enough time for it to at least largely subside, right? And get to the the end of the bell, the flattened bell curve, right? So, I mean, we can all hope. I think that yeah. Um, yeah. The whole uh, economic shutdown is that I don't know. There's I've see I see both camps. I'm I'm on Twitter a lot these days. Uh, so I'm seeing. So what are the two camps? There's the camp of like shut the entire world down until this is over, and there's the other camp that's like we still have to have an economy, and we still have to have people making money, mm -hmm. otherwise, shit hits the fan. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I've seen so many different takes on it. One take is like lock up all the old people, let the younger people continue to continue the economic. What's the word I'm looking for? But the 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 economy. Yeah, keep the world going, mm -hmm. and then essentially reintroduce those other people when this is all blown mm -hmm. over, so that the economy is not in the shitter. Is that not what they kind of did in Singapore? Because I believe Singapore had harsh social distancing measures at mm -hmm. early on, uh, but they were less limited for young people or something like that. Was my understanding? Could be. could be wrong. Yeah, it could be. I don't I'm know hearing... any details, right? So, yeah, I'm I'm hearing that essentially they started off really good, and then it's kind of not gone so well for them oh really okay i mean in their neighborhood they're, they're very low for cases and everything but mm -hmm. their, neighborhood. Um, yeah. <laughs> their neighborhood well yeah they're the whole thing the that, did you read about the the article that came out about china no talking about how they're lying about the numbers oh yeah i mean a uh, duh <laughs> and let me just crack open a fresh can of uh duh Duh. <laughs> it's a country of what? A billion people? Over a billion people? 
80,000 yeah. cases. I, I don't, I don't see yeah, it. Possible. That, may, that makes no sense. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, uh, I don't know who the fuck knows, man. It's almost, but I almost, this is almost, this is very much a human thing that I'm seeing around everywhere and from people mm-hmm. from both camps, whatever your thoughts are of it or what the solution is. I don't care, but yeah, I, people want to try to make sense of it. And that's kind of like the, the part of the denial coping mechanism is you want to assign your thoughts and visions of an orderly world to this thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And try to make some kind of sense of it that way. But it's simply not possible. Like it's impossible to understand really what is, um, uh, what is happening um like you just have no frame of reference and and trying to make some kind of sense of it i mean people like it's very hard to just kind of surrender to it and say well i guess this is life for a while like what what the fuck do we do right Mm -hmm. um that like you kind of have to come to terms with that and people kind of like grip onto the you know last hopes of reality and stuff and you know that even formulates in a lot of people i see some people out there I, I haven't seen it too bad, but I hear a lot about it of people re- refusing to conform and that they're still kind of having like dinner parties or a few friends over. And it's, mm. you know, you, you, you think because it's so small that that's fine, but you're not really doing your job at that point. Right. So, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that you're right. I agree. But it also comes down to the people that are essentially in situations now where it's like, well, I, I have a mortgage to pay. I have car payments. I have all these other things. Yeah, we can defer our mortgage payments. Yeah, we can do all this. But at the end of the day, it's still a, a stressful situation to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I see both sides of it where it's like, can you shut down an entire society for like, three months and then restart everything up again i don't know and even in like 1918 when the spanish flu came through they're like this is a big shutdown even compared to that so yeah yeah i don't know it's it's super interesting to at least be living history and they say that history repeats itself and we're supposed to learn lessons and stuff but i mean Hopefully this doesn't hit 700 million people. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, but to your, where where you're thinking about it there, you're saying, can you stop a society for three months and mm-hmm. then start it back up again? What's mm-hmm. your, like, are, where are you, can you elaborate on that thought kind of? Sure, but I mean, like, world, the world runs on, credit and debt right so it's like what do we do when we can't have income coming in for three months Mm -hmm. and when we are indebted to the bank for our our restaurant building for example um and when you're not getting an income that essentially fucks up your entire plans so three months down the road when things start coming back, 
you're also not going to see a resurgence in, let's say, let's take restaurants because I'm talking about that. You're not going to see this huge resurgence back to the restaurant industry. So their whole projections of what their income could have been for 2020 is going to be completely off. So, okay, now we're going to lose the restaurant because we can't pay our bills because we had projected a million dollars of income and we're only getting 150 for the year. Right. So, cause a lot of, uh, so, cause a lot of assumptions out there are that, you know, on day one of like, okay, quarantine over, it would be just back to normal, but people Which, of course won't not. have luxury spending money. Is that where you're, you're kind of going, at least with that example? Yes. But also the fear of going out, like, have you gone out for groceries? Yeah. You feel like dirty <laughs> you know you're honestly just like, people like look at you sideways and stuff and they're like yeah and you kind of there, feel there's like... a very strange feel even driving or like driving somewhere into mm -hmm. you're like this feels weird being out it's yeah. made me very conscious of i don't know yeah yeah it, it it's a strange feeling yeah it's almost like now. people are suspicious of you when you're out for groceries mm, like is this, is this guy sick is this guy uh yeah yeah so it's it's I don't know, man. I think it's, we're going to get back to normal, but is it, is it going to happen immediately as soon as everything's over? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be the kind of, uh, mental psychological change of your a, so used to being at home all the time. Um, <laughs> and you've, everybody's an introvert now. Of, yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, I need to stay six feet away. Uh, groups <laughs> of under 15 or whatever the hell or under five or 50 or whatever it eventually goes back to. Um, it makes me a lot more aware of germs in the air, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it'll be kind of a weird thing, right? Um, I'm seeing a lot of people projecting mask use as almost a, a normal, like a, a normal normality. Uh maybe immediately after I could see it and then like anything, it will taper off. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, and I, I, I recall seeing an article about that talking about mask use and, um, just cause they're kind of cultural norms too, because in a lot of Asian culture, specifically Chinese wearing a mask around day to day is a lot more normal, right. Mm -hmm. Versus if you're like a North white North American, like, it, to to wear around a mask, you're like, this feels weird and people are going to look at me weird. But yeah. in a lot of Asian countries, you just do it some days because the air gets so uh, bad and smoggy or whatever. Like, it's more of a cultural norm. So perhaps I think the biggest thing is, is uh, oh, fuck. And there is a uh, there's a specific word for this, but basically you adjust to your stimulus. So if you look at your like response to a stimulus, it kind of mm -hmm. goes like. He's drawing for all the people at home. Yes. Uh, can you even see that? It'll yeah. like peak, like your emotion to an event, your emotions peak and then kind of level out. And there's a bit mm -hmm. of a difference of where you were at before, but it's not as dramatic, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, this is, it's the same for like loss or happiness or whatever. So it's like get a sweet job promotion. You eventually kind of go back to your normal routine mm -hmm. uh, or if someone dies or whatever, or you lose a job or whatever you adjust to that negative thing, but then you kind of come back to this baseline eventually. Right. So um, I even see it with myself with fucking hand washing when I first started, oh, it was like <laughs> wash every fucking five minutes. 
Yeah. And now it's like, oh, I'm kind of back to normal. So. Yeah, exactly. Right. So uh, that's a very good example. And that's also kind of why uh, that kind of ties into like even like New Year's resolutions and why they don't work and yada, yada, yada. But mm -hmm. basically, uh, yeah, it, uh, when you get a new stimulus, like it, you get a spike of emotions or whatever, and then you kind of mm -hmm. adjust to that environment, to that change of environment, right? And then this, yeah. the best example I can kind of draw is actually during wartime, right? So people living in a war zone, mm -hmm. yeah, it's really bad and harsh at first, but then they kind of adjust to it over it, not to justify it or downplay it, but you mm -hmm. kind of do adjust and go back to normal life after a while, right? Um, it's there's probably like a I know there's a specific word for this and there's kind of the how the brain chemicals work and yada yada but mm -hmm. point being things kind of pass and you kind of adjust to stimulus so um and you just kind of said it there with the hand washing thing we've I would even say me personally like kind of have adjusted to the social distancing quarantine thing mm -hmm. and will continue to and then eventually kind of go back to this as the new normal so conversely when it's over You'll be like, holy fuck, there's so many germs in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, put on your Bane mask and, you know, wash your hands all the time and yada, yada, yada. And then it'll s slowly taper off and kind of normalize. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd like to make Nostradamus predictions about what's going to happen and all that. But it's like, fuck, mm -hmm. we're living fucking history. Well, that's the thing, too, is and specific to the real estate world, because I see so many people, a so many people posting about it, trying to act like it's all fine and dandy, which a pisses me off or mm -hmm. people acting like they have all the answers or just trying almost trying too hard to to come up with a solution and find a good sounding answer. And even I at first was like, fuck, I guess I need to talk to. My, well, not that I didn't, but kind of trying to figure out how to talk to my clients, what to say, thinking about what mm -hmm. can possibly happen. And I'm like, I mean, I have no idea either, right? So it makes sense. The only logical thing for me to do is to be honest about it and be like, well, here's what the situation appears to be like now. I have no mm -hmm. idea what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, we can either do this, this, or this, et cetera, et cetera, right? Because uh, yeah. it's unprecedented for us too, right? And I think there's a lot of people just trying to solve the problem too much and then specific to the real estate world. Um, and I think that the biggest thing is just kind of being understanding and empathetic, sympathetic, et cetera. Yeah. Right. Like, but, I mean, people uh, aren't really going to want other people in their houses right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Unless you like really want to sell and you know, some people are still fairly seriously looking to buy. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of fucking uh, new home salespeople being like, we sold nine homes last month. Fucking COVID can't beat us. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, oh, God, it annoys the shit out of me. Where, you know, the, some great advice I got when I was, it was one of my first two or three interviews when I was first finding a brokerage when I first, first started as a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And the, the broker there of that broker brokerage uh, said, you know, be informed of market stats so you can mm -hmm. give an intelligent answer when someone asks, how's the market? Because if you ask 10 realtors, how's the market, no matter what's going on and what's happening, nine out of the 10 will be like, not bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you should have a better and more intelligent response than that. So, mm. well, I mean, we, we, again, we I see a lot of that not bads out there. It's, 
fucking pissing me off. Well, I mean, Sorry, we what were you a, saying? We made a post on that condo that we sold two weeks ago or whatever, yeah. uh, down close to downtown. Yeah. Uh, that's Bruce Ave. <laughs> yeah, and Co- Cody's caption on it downtown. was... Close to downtown, good. Close to downtown here. within uh, commute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways. Within yeah. commuting distance. Um, can, those are rentable condos anyways. Yeah. Um, no, I was just saying, it, Cody's caption on it was like, uh, COVID can't stop this or something. I was like, ah, clever. <laughs> See, I was... Uh, but I don't... I would almost take a different approach of being more like... Hey, we're still making things happen. A, that deal was probably written before self-isolation started, knowing the dates roughly. And then yeah. kind of, I think a better approach would be like, hey, we're still being proactive and finding these solutions for mm-hmm. people and FaceTime viewings and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I did a FaceTime showing for someone last week, um, but that was more because they were out of town versus COVID related mm-hmm. still, right? But, well, the uh, whole is... virtual showing thing is like, okay, so now virtual walkthroughs are going to be more prevalent. Good. Mm-hmm. But don't act like that wasn't around three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's very true, right? And then I guess the question is, is you know, how does that... <clears throat> Actually, this would be an interesting kind of thought experiment to explore, but, you know, how is that going to affect uh, the industry as a whole and just for people are saying more like the home buyer experience for shopping. Like are people going to lean more heavily on that? Right. Mm-hmm. And even something where does the agent role change where it's like, okay, I want you to go view these five properties and take me on a FaceTime tour first. Mm-hmm. And then if I like two or three of them, then I'll go see them myself. I don't know. Just kind of a thought. So, but I think it's uh, moving that direction for a little bit though. Like mm-hmm, I think that mm-hmm. if you do incorporate technology, it's always a people business, but I mean, you could show 25 homes in a day with technology where right now you can show, I don't know, five, six and yeah, yeah. kind of hate your life after that six showing and be like, wow, we've spent six hours in houses today. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> you could go see 25, they could take out their best three and you could go see those three tomorrow and mm-hmm. save yourself a lot of time too at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I guess this kind of circles back to uh, what will the long-term implications of this be kind of on our culture and society, right? And also, we're starting to sound way too much like a Zoom call just you and I would have talking about real estate stuff. (laughs) (laughs) uh, um, You know, but like afterwards, you know, uh, a year from now, when I see someone at the store, am I going to walk around them like this sort of thing? Like take a really wide berth just because, right? And, Probably. you know, it, it's going to yeah. be like an insult in a year to walk time. near someone. <laughs> yeah. See, so, I almost worry then, does this transition us more into the, uh, this, uh, you know, Wally or whatever? Mm, the movie? Yeah. I've never actually watched it, but kind of that world where people live through their virtual realities and stuff or even uh, ready player one that kind of stuff right there has been some claims in that direction i think that we're socially like did people stop shaking hands after the fucking spanish flu no no like yeah so i don't think that that's okay maybe there's going to be a little bit more of that but let's be honest here people are people at the end of the day i also think that i do think that there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people that don't go back to an office after this though 
Hmm. I think that yeah. companies are going to realize, hey, we're much more efficient. We're much more lean when we have people working remote and people are more productive when they're at mm-hmm. home and they can actually work when they want to work and not work when they don't want to work, which is fucking 8 a.m. in the morning for a lot of people. So <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that yeah. that's a very sure. good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think I made a Facebook post. I was like, the remote work revolution is upon us. And that's a really good thing. I think that a lot of people are not going to have to go back to their soul-sucking cubicles when this is all said and done. Yeah. And like, I'm just trying to take all the good out of this because there there is probably some good that's going to come for this for a lot of people. That's a good point. I think so. Um, I mean, fuck, I've had to cook way more in however many consecutive nights in a row. I'm like, God fucking damn it. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. No, and uh, I would agree. I think it will be the the work, the office workspace landscape and mm-hmm. kind of attitude will definitely be changed afterwards. Yeah, um, there's a lot of stuff that requires in-person trades. Right. But even so, um, so some of the office components of that. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, actually, this I, Bloomberg article actually because it's it was an opinion piece, but yeah, there's a guy who's like essentially saying because I was searching cut own hair or something, and this article popped up, and he was like, <laughs> I realized something. I had an epiphany this week when I was trying to cut my own hair. It turns out my regular thirty dollar haircut isn't as essential as I had thought, and he's coming. Yeah. He's kind of like coming around to this point where it's like people are going to be more do-it-yourselfers after this is all said and done. Mm, okay, They're going to be okay. more or, inclined or, or, to or, cook at home, do all that. I would say looking at your bills more scrutinously as well, right? Could, yeah. yeah. Could be. And actually, you know what? I'm just thinking now here, uh, you know, our parents' generation, not so much, but more our grandparents' generation were the like never throw anything out generation. Would you agree? Ah. And the reason for that was typically they or their parents lived through a bunch of wars so they mm-hmm. knew wartime, so they had to ration and uh, all that kind of stuff, right? And so they kind mm-hmm. of carried that for the rest of their life. So uh, maybe this is what makes our generation like our grandparents uh, when it's all said and done, right? The millennials, the next greatest generation? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, exactly. I don't know if that one's going to happen, but we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, because conversely, this is, our global conflict is humanity versus uh a virus i guess right Mm -hmm. knock on wood but uh yeah i don't know i think this might turn us into the very scrutinizing our bills and uh saving money etc that so i think that that would be a good thing as well right i mean i've definitely Mm -hmm. uh i mean a when you can't go anywhere and do anything you like you don't spend that much money (laughs) right besides from food right so yeah and uh i mean i guess living accommodations you do edibles way more. <laughs> do you? I have a, you had an experience on that recently, actually. Just just Friday, dude. I got hit by a fucking truck. Did you have an out of body experience again? I I tripled down, as we said, um, because so, I was like, "This isn't working." Oh, oh gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And gave yeah, the, and uh, yeah, sat in a chair for about three hours, staring out the window. <laughs> Were you like right up at the window, just looking out at it? No, I was I was in our loft, like our, our oh, loft yeah, that one. Yeah, I was yeah, sitting yeah. in the one chair out there, looking out the window. I was like, "This fucking tree looks like a bear." 
<laughs> this fucking the windows and the like thing. I don't know. It's really hard to describe. But it was like this thing also looks like a bear, and it was it was pretty it was pretty weird. Closed my eyes. Lots of different colors. Puked all over the floor. <laughs> Did you actually? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Did you have any yeah. uh, existential epiphanies? Yes. Are you ready? You're mentioning something about that. Lay it on us. Are you ready? So after I puked, <laughs> I had about Important. 30 minutes of deep introspection. And it was like, man, you need to look for the underlying why in everything. So it's like, okay, I gave the example to my to Rebecca. I was like, okay, so why is my roommate like this? Because his dad was like this. Why was his dad like this? Because his dad was like this. And it was like, and it's just like to solve the issue, you have to become a time traveler and go back in time to the beginning of all time and solve that underlying why. I was like, Whoa. Oh, okay. I see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. And the second thing was you can choose how you want to feel. You can't choose how you always feel, but you can choose how you want to feel. Do go on. <laughs> These are fucking life-changing epiphanies I came to, bro. It was like insane. It's like, okay, so I'm I'm not happy right now. Mm -hmm. But I want to be happy. Mm -hmm. So I can choose to want to be happy. And eventually I'm going to start moving in that direction. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good, but I think to unpack that more. Because uh, one Let's thing... Elaborate. Let's do this. <laughs> well, again, the subtle art of not giving a fuck is like, uh, one of the things he talks about is a lot of people feel really entitled, mm -hmm. but not in terms of receiving things, but entitled to feel good all the time. Right. Okay. And it's like, yep. no, you need to understand there's going to be things that are shitty. Some stuff will be mini mediocre. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of plainness in life and that's perfectly normal. Right. Mm -hmm. Like every moment is not supposed to be pleasure. So he kind of harps on that entitlement. And I think that's mm -hmm. uh, a big thing for, for a lot of people. Right. So. Almost definitely. Like how depressed are you? So right that now, doesn't being inside all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm like a five out of 10, if not a six out of 10 right now, I'm not going to lie to you. See, I, I'm like, I go so between it because at the end of the day, I can, I'm good with, kind of kicking back and being like well i mean i guess this is kind of life for a while i mean yeah whatever i might as well just chill out mm -hmm. um but i do find myself um you know it, it's pretty ridiculous that this is what this what society is asking me of right now is to like sit at home play video games and mm -hmm. imply for government income programs <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> so that, the, if that's not that grueling of a task, you know, I never thought I would be in this position, but at, uh, you know what, why, why the hell not? Like I, I'm pretty lucky, you know, we have internet, right. We live in a you know, I mean, pretty good part of the world, all that stuff. Right. Um, but conversely now I'm like, oh man, I think back of not only reminiscing on like 
good times out I had with like buddies and whatever, even little things like, oh man, that one time so-and-so asked me to go for beers and I said, no, (laughs) I should have done it because you never know. (laughs) When a fucking Wuhan virus will come around. Yeah, you never know, right? Like, And it's almost a strange reminder of kind of the fragility of life in a way where like you never know what's going to be like how quickly things can can change and our society or culture whatever is kind of a made-up thing that we all just agree on and are like yeah this is this is how we live right yeah and then people are coming to that realization where this is a very fragile thing that we have yeah exactly so yeah so that's kind of my thing and i would say that's where and (laughs) yeah it's funny where i'm like you know there's lots there's certain nights in the past where like i i sat out and it ended up being a really good time or whatever and i'm like you know, I, I have in the past long before this have been like, ah, shit, I should have gone out. But whatever, there'll be another night like that. And now I'm like, oh, I should have gone. God damn it. But... <laughs> yeah, I think it's just the lack of fucking sunlight. Got to get outside, do walking and stuff like that's And, and also like well, a lack of gym. That's a big thing, too, for me right now. That's me. Yeah, like, like I've been pretty good with the home workouts, but at least doing something to move around a bit yeah. and get a bit of a sweat on. But uh exactly that i was thinking even this morning when i woke up and was doing my homework i'm like fuck i miss going to the gym like that was one thing that i always thought like you never really dealt that it's not like you know because i'm in a position where it's not like i'm like uh crap i'm gonna have to cancel my gym membership for financial reasons right like Mm -hmm. unfortunately enough that way Mm -hmm. so other than like injury i didn't think anything would really prevent me from going to the gym other than my own self right Mm -hmm. And now you're like, fuck, like, I wish I could, like, it seemed like such a constant, but it yeah. really isn't. So I'm thinking about getting a fucking home gym because the commute from my house to the gym, that seems like a waste of time to me right now. Right. I mean, now I'm very critical of any time I have to, like, go drive somewhere to do something. I'm like, mm. right, because it's you're used to living in the four walls of wherever your home is. So, yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to look into that. Get one of those fucking rogue platforms or something and just put a barbell on it and be fine. Yeah, I mean, that would be the... And then it even makes you think, okay, what are the, like... You don't need... You don't really need 800 machines. You can kind of do, like, big compound movements and get a good workout in, right? So... Yeah. But even at the outside point, the shitty thing I would say right now is just that our weather's quite cold, so you can't, like, True. jog or go for walks or whatever. Yeah. But it's then, it, is, it looks like it's getting a little... I mean, it looks nice right now, but I think it's still pretty cold out. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing um, I noticed, it was one of the first Saturdays, who knows how many have passed, of the <laughs> real quarantine. And, yeah. like, I drove down Saskatchewan Drive, and because, you know, I live near Saskatchewan Drive, no big deal. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. they drove down it, and, like, there were so many people out jogging in like big clusters. I'm like, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's why I go. When I went for a couple jogs, when it was warmer, I went a in the middle of the day. So it wasn't very busy or I kind of ran through the neighborhood and just like avoided people. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. You're going to hold me to this though. I'm going to try to get back into some sort of fucking semblance of a routine. Yeah. Some sort and of semblance. What of kind of like what uh, define routine? Not laying in bed for four hours, jerking off, 
and watching Netflix. No, I'm just kidding. Every I'll do that. Morning but... and evening. <laughs> <laughs> how I start my day, how I end my day. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I need some sort of like. Uh, it's. I mean, I haven't even been eating that much because it's just like fuck. I have to go downstairs to like make food. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The fuck is this? Actually, that's my thing too. Is like, cause a, so key. So here's a key working from home tip, right? Uh, because working from home um, requires discipline, mm-hmm. ma- discipline and self regulation. It's self regulation specifically is uh, a muscle, right? You only have so much of it and you have to build it, right? Yeah, and control. you do have to train it. Yeah, Exactly. So um, to make things easier on yourself, take away uh, other things that require discipline, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, if you're working from home and you have a bag of Doritos and a pack of cigarettes sitting on your desk, like you're using your discipline, assuming you're a smoker, you're using your discipline on three different things at once. But if you mm-hmm. don't have any snacks in your household and you don't buy cigarettes or whatever, uh, you're, you don't have to use your discipline on those things. So that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing. So like if you don't want to drink or don't want to be snacking or whatever, don't have it in the house. Mm-hmm. Simple. No, it's just, 100%. It eventually becomes like, not an option. <laughs> it takes willpower to go downstairs and fucking cook. And mm-hmm. then it takes willpower to work out in the morning. It takes yeah. willpower to actually do something yeah. productive throughout yeah. the day. And then it's like, yeah, yeah. oh. Willpower is maybe a better word to use, actually, for this. But, you know, picture yourself. Just, just hold on one sec. Say that again because you're sounding like a robot again. Uh, willpower is maybe a better word to use. Still robot. Do I not sound like a robot? You sound like fucking uh, you sound Bender fine. from Futurama. How's this? Nope. <laughs> is it crackling or what's it doing i think it's i think it's the call i don't think it's uh yeah no i know the call does that sometimes but uh, it usually there, kicks out. there you go now you're back, back to normal Try back to normal question mark oh. <laughs> all right just pause it and we'll start it up again yeah, by the way i'm supposed to tell you we're recording what sorry how much time were we at there, by the way? Like oh, like hour? 45 fucking minutes. Oh. Yeah. No, we're doing good. good. No, I, um, what was I going to say? I think, I think oh, it might be. I, w- I was saying willpower is a better word to use. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like willpower is your, is, and the, the problem is, is that the more that I don't train my willpower, the worse that my willpower gets. So then it's just like. Yeah, wow. that's the thing is like humans are inherently kind of lazy, right? Oh, or, it, not even that it, really yeah that's exactly it like we will prefer thing the easiest way to do something it, it is the way our brains and bodies evolved right mm-hmm. so the more you do that um the the worse it becomes right it's kind of a self-fulfilling like a, i don't know snowball effect right oh yeah definitely and uh you know picture yourself as a little video game character that has a hundred willpower points in a day and everything yeah. you do uses those up or perhaps uh, actually yeah uses those up and you kind of recharge them and then mm-hmm. get them back the next day and so on right so yeah and I, i've said kind of before um and you know i need to practice what i pre-train now but um 
and I'm going to go directly contradict myself after this. Um, mm -hmm. So willpower, keep that train of thought, Thomas, come on. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so the more you like relax, sleep in, whatever, take it easy, take liberties. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you do that this whole time, when this thing's over, it's going to be the, the longer you go, the harder it's going to be to get back into a normal routine and normal did schedule. Did you just use our podcast name? Normal society. Uh, did, did I? I don't think I did. The longer you go, the harder it will be. Oh, that's not. Oh, exact. <laughs> no, 100%. I would, I, I like, I fully agree with that. Yeah. And it's like, you have to continually keep moving. And that's where I'm mm -hmm. just like working substantially right now. Sure. And then, but then to contradict that and to kind of to what you just said, actually, mm -hmm. uh, within the hustle culture and stuff, which I am simultaneously a part of and can't stand, is mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the, the, that sphere, uh, that camp, as soon as things started, was like, still work 14 hours a day, yeah. read 900 books, learn 17 new languages, hustle, mm -hmm. baby, hashtag never stop. It's like... Mm -hmm. Or it's okay to like maybe take a week or two to sew off or a few days or here and there or whatever if you really aren't feeling it or you need to take that time. That's okay too, right? Uh, whether it's for relaxation, to recharge, if you're kind of overwhelmed uh, or to just, you know, succumb to the situation, right? Come to terms with it. Like, yeah, it is okay to take that time too because we do have nothing but time for now. Um, but yeah try to make the best of it but you don't making the best of it doesn't have to be punishing yourself working yourself to the bone or, or whatever too it doesn't have to take that look either right so oh very true yeah i would just say you should be trying to do something every day that's gonna when you come out of this you'll be in a better spot than you were when you went into it so mm -hmm. if that's mm -hmm. even fucking reading a book for 20 minutes today that's yeah. good good for you yeah, yeah but but do that like don't don't watch your netflix but read your 20 minutes of book too mm. yeah like that's where i'm coming from i think and and most people aren't i agree with that so it's like you should start five companies in the next yeah yeah, yeah exactly month and yeah. a half if you yeah. don't you're a little bitch you're a piece of shit and yeah. Stop following me on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and then, you know, as per, you know, fuck, I fucking love baller busters because a lot of that, oh, especially yeah. that Twitter e-commerce world, w the thing I just described about hustle culture, Twitter mm -hmm. e-commerce world has the biggest hard on for that ever. And a lot of those guys are fucking phonies. They're phonies. They're big, fat phonies. <laughs> I fucking love baller busters. I don't even know how I came across that page. But I was like, this is amazing. Oh, it's great. You told me about it. So yeah. No, if you're not following fucking baller busters on Instagram, go follow them. They just bust every single fake Instagram Lamborghini renting fake ass private jet flying renting. Yeah. Airbnb motherfucker yeah. on that platform. Yeah. And they do it with a reckless abandon. It's amazing. I like it. Um, fucking. Okay, just looking at our time here. 
yeah, I mean, that was it. Fuck, man. That was a pretty good response. Oh, hang on. One more final thought here. Uh, okay. Fucking, I read today. So on the whole... Uh, it, so I was reading a, a site where it was going down the uh, uh, conspiracy theory wormhole about this. And then mm-hmm. a lot, I read that shit just for fun half the time. But yeah. uh, they were talking about the whole COVID thing, conspiracy theories. But the biggest thing they, they want to do, because one thing, going back to Bill Gates, he's really propagating, is how you how do you prove someone had the vaccination? Because you should have mm. to like prove it to get back into the normal world, more or sure. less. So what okay. they're suggesting, instead of just like, I don't know, paperwork, is to have is to use a microchip like mm-hmm. you can actually uh inject a microchip mm-hmm. with the vaccine uh mm-hmm. that corresponds to it or whatever and you can be scanned and holy shit the tinfoil hat world just had a fucking field day <laughs> with that one so i won't say too much about it because i don't want to be killed but look up id 2020 id oh, is that the program yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020 and look up what's happening with all the government programs where you have to get a fucking online ID to get into the government program. Yeah, that's uh, actually, I think this thing talked about that as well. Um, so, yeah, I just don't like the idea of a digital identity almost makes a degree of sense in the in the uh, in the principle of the idea, mm-hmm. but having kind of like one international thing that the government can look at all the time like you know i i I just fundamentally am inherently somewhat opposed to that right Mm -hmm. uh don't kill us uh internet overlords please give us more podcast listens but uh no it's i don't know man it's it's some crazy shit and uh obviously uh the fucking (laughs) the conspiracy theory world just was uh going to town with that one to say the least so yeah uh i don't know man the whole thing about this being a bioweapon too pretty convincing i don't know (laughs) i don't know if we'll ever know what happened that's the thing right so and i actually heard an interesting theory that almost makes sense of like because me when it comes to like conspiracy theory stuff i'm always like there's a decent chance there's a simpler explanation, but I also believe that conspiracy theories are kind of uh, something that people do, as we talked about earlier in this episode, is um, trying to give order to the chaos of the world, right? Mm. Like, if something really terrible happens in the world, it's almost easier to say, oh, these five billionaires planned it, and that's mm. why it happened, versus mm-hmm. we live in a terrible, chaotic universe that no one can predict right? One of those is easier to stomach than the other, right? So, but anyway, so kind of a fair theory I heard on the specific to Wuhan and how the virus got released was uh, what they think might have happened, because there's actually articles going back to like 2017, 2018, Mm -hmm. that um, yes, this was like a world-renowned lab, but they weren't, it's not that they were unsafe, but they weren't totally following all the protocols, right? Yeah. Uh, or all the all to to the extreme of what uh, other parts of the world would. Yeah. So, for and example, just, just to interject there, it's a level four lab. So this is like the ho- highest level of study mm-hmm. 
airborne pathogens. Yeah. Like the real shit. Like the stuff. Yeah. If you go watch Contagion, that's the fucking lab that they're in. Mm-hmm. Have you go? Have you seen Contagion? No. And I'm not okay. going to watch it now. Don't watch it right now. <laughs> Yeah, don't watch I was about right. to say too. I mean, and we've said this before. Like, don't spook the shit out of yourself. Like, yeah, just do your anyway. civic duty. But, uh, anyways, yeah. but some of the some people thought they weren't, uh, and there were some articles saying they weren't fully following all protocols. Mm-hmm. And what they think may have happened was it plausibly could have been released due to employee theft. Right. So yeah, the lab is super safe all day. They dispose of a bat carcass that contains a. SARS like virus. And then some employee who's not paid insanely well is like, well, because bats are valuable, right? Like that's why wet markets are a thing and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they take that corpse out of the, they're a janitor there, right? They take the corpse out of the garbage and go sell it at a wet market. And that's how it gets introduced, right? So mm-hmm. it was, it was maybe it wasn't a bioweapon, but maybe it was like uh, not checking all the boxes and kind of a carelessness that way. I don't know. That was a theory I heard thrown out there. Do I believe it? I don't know, but uh, yeah, that was my roommate. Like a, a, that was a plausible explanation, right? So my roommate was telling me that there's supposedly some woman that was involved in like one of Canada's laboratories that China essentially headhunted and wanted to bring her out there. And when she went out there the second time or whatever, because Canada was like, you can't work for both labs; you have to essentially decide. She was actually caught stealing a SARS sample from the Canadian laboratory or something. What? Bring it. Yeah, dude. There's no fucking way. Yeah. Did he have a source for that? <laughs> I'm going to look that up, but yeah, that was essentially, he's pretty good when it comes to news articles. So yeah, I'll yeah, believe for him sure, for, for now, sure. but yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Huh? Yeah. So, and perhaps, I mean, it's plausible. They were just trying to study it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, but you never know, right? Could be. And oh man, those fucking like, yeah. Wet markets are so fucking gross too. Like, it's pretty. That's a super fuck situation in and of itself. Well, and then here's the thing too about because my understanding that I've heard from other podcasts and stuff because within Chinese culture, like you know they they, you know like when it comes like eating bats or like rhino horns or ground up, who the fuck knows. uh, oh, what's uh, oh, fuck? What's that? They're not an armadillo, but they kind of look like an armadillo, and they have really cool scales. Uh, it's like a aardvark. S- no, 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 no. Hang fuck. on one sec. I'm gonna it's look like up a this one word. Hang on. Article two. Uh, 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 fucking. Uh, pangolin. Pangolin, okay. Yeah. And uh, they actually are one of the most smuggled species uh, on Earth. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of, they're, look them up. They're very interesting. They look like they look like a sand shrew Pokemon, if you remember that at all. Um, but, uh, and I'm surprised I came up with that. I could come up with sand shrew, but not pangolin. pangolin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, is this thing? They do look like Pokemon. Uh, they are the most smuggled species in the world, but, uh, mm. uh, in Chinese culture, they like grind up their scales or something and drink it as tea or whatever. And, like, ancient Chinese medicine stuff. And the, yeah. the you know, when you ask Chinese people about it, uh, I've heard that, you know, about this ancient medicine, they're like, in their culture, they know it doesn't work, 
but it's done as a status thing because it's very expensive to get these things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, oh, do you want to come over and eat pangolin or the, the snort rhino horn or whatever the hell you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of to sh- show your wealth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then that's kind of a problem too because that perpetuates the wet markets and stuff because apparently, A, they're illegal, but because people, because now apparently there's wet markets open again in China, but... Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like the Chinese government's like, all right, guys, just uh, be careful with that next time, right? It's They're illegal, too, right? So, but, yeah, I don't know. Fucking that's, that's keeping fucking up wild with the Joneses fucks everybody. Seriously, yeah, exactly, right? So, well, uh, I think that's enough for uh, today's episode. That was a pretty good one. We went on a good little, little rant there. So, uh, yeah, we yeah. will see you next week for... Uh, episode i lost count of the lockdown. five of quarantine and uh, five out of who knows how many stop <laughs> touching your fucking face don't hug anybody don't yeah. shake hands and uh yeah stay inside and uh rely on the government uh <laughs> nothing is get bad your, get your two thousand no dollar paycheck per month nothing to say here no reason to be suspicious. <laughs> no, no conspiracy theories. Nothing. Exists. No conspiracy theories transcribed in this podcast. CIA <laughs> guy on my webcam, please get off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go do some edibles. Go learn yeah. something. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Peace out. <laughs>